Welcome to the Educate, Empower, and Evolve podcast. I'm Haley Vera, holistic lifestyle coach and founder of Health Pillars Online Lifestyle Coaching. I started this podcast to share the knowledge that has helped hundreds of my clients take control of their health and step into their power. I believe that true empowerment stems from a deep understanding of your body and mind. And my hope is that this podcast will provide you the education and knowledge you need to make lasting change in your life. I want you to not only feel better, but become your absolute best self by optimizing your internal health and going beyond the physical realm, mastering your mindset and developing a strong connection with your inner being. If you want to evolve and perform not only at a high level in your personal and professional life, but also experience a profound sense of fulfillment and purpose, then you are in the right place. I'm committed to helping you live a life that reflects your truest capabilities. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the e Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Vera. And as always, I'm excited to be here. Today is going to be a little brain dump with me. I actually want to talk about, is life hard, right? And it's interesting because I know that a lot of times when I'm talking to clients and their check-ins, they'll say, this week was really hard. You know, I was faced with a lot of challenges or this, you know, negative thing happened in my life. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, was it really hard or did it challenge you, right? Was it really hard or did it challenge you? And it can be a little bit of both. There can be hard things in our life that challenge us. But if we just chalk things up in our life to being hard, it doesn't inspire us or give us the inclination to want to overcome it. It's like, oh, that, that's hard. Like, no, thank you. Right. And so I want to have this conversation around like, is life hard? And of course, there are going to be hard things in life. There are things I think that we don't necessarily need to overcome. There aren't battles that we get to win. And that might be really difficult. Like maybe in your life, you went through a breakup and you were cheated on. Okay. Let's just use that as an example. I actually have a client that I'm working with right now in that scenario, married with a child who was cheated on and now going through a separation and working on rebuilding himself. Okay. And if he's listening to this podcast, my heart is with you and you're so strong and you're so resilient. And I know that you're going to build yourself into a stronger, better version of yourself because of this. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. And we're not just talking about relationships here, you guys. This needs to be all encompassing. But if you were to just isolate that in your life and go, that was hard. Okay, yes, it was. But did you shrink or did you grow? Because so many of us, when we just say this is hard, it doesn't give us the inspiration or inclination, like I said, to want to grow or learn from it. We then want to avoid future pain. If we tell ourselves it's hard, this is hard, that was hard, I didn't like how that felt. All we do is create aversion, avoidance, and behavior that is numbing in our lives to try to avoid the painful feelings or experiences that we were faced with when life was quote unquote hard. But the way that I kind of embody and embrace life is that it's actually kind of from a Brooke Castillo podcast that I listened to ages ago. Actually, when I was going through a separation with my partner, I moved back from the Yukon and I had 30 hours of driving. I listened to a lot of Brooke Castillo podcasts. By the way, her podcast is the Life Coach School podcast. I adore her. She has incredible perspectives and she's so fun to listen to. I feel like she has such a good energy about her. So anyways, she was kind of talking about negative emotions in our life. And she's like, I just kind of assume 
that life is going to be like 50-50, right? 50 good, 50 bad. And I'm okay with that. I've accepted that. I've accepted that some days I'm going to feel inspired and that I'm going to have a great conversation and then I'm going to have an easy commute to work. And other days I'm going to get stuck in a crazy traffic jam and someone's going to be rude to me or cut me off. And I might miss my alarm and be rushed in the morning. And it's like, life is 50-50, right? And if you can kind of look at it that way, you know, life is 50-50, 50 positive, 50 negative. Then we don't really feel that we want to miss out on 50% of life. It's like, we're not meant to avoid all of the discomfort. Life isn't supposed to be butterflies and rainbows all the time, right? It's the shadows that allow us to see the light. And it's that contrast in life that makes it so beautiful. And it's also the challenges that we face, the challenges that we overcome that help shape who we are, our strengths, our resilience. And I think that's really beautiful. So that's kind of what this conversation is going to be about. We're going to be talking about, you know, is life hard? And I think the, the kind of simple answer to that is yes. But if you choose to see hard as challenges, every single human being that I have ever met in my lifetime loves a good challenge. It depends on the who they are and, and what they enjoy. But if you challenge someone to something they're passionate about, they're going to be up for it, whether it's a chess game or a soccer match or going for a run. You know, it's like we're, we love to face challenges in that context. But if you can see life, right, if we can look at the bigger picture here and we can say that that's living, right, being in the moment, being engaged, you know, when you challenge someone to something, they're like super into it, really engaged. If you want to be really engaged, really present, really passionate, really fulfilled in your life, it's about looking at the aspects of your life that are hard and leaning into that, going, this is a challenge for me, sent to me, right? This is a challenge for me to grow through. And if we can see it through that lens, then when we're faced with setbacks, when we're faced with failure, when we're faced with discomfort, when we're faced with you know things in our relationship that aren't easy, we feel inspired. We feel this sense of pull, right? This magnetic pull towards doing what is going to be best for ourselves, doing what is going to help us get through that challenge and be better for it, right? So I also have this conversation around like, what is hard, right? Because being unhealthy and unhappy is hard. Looking in the mirror and picking at your stomach and when you sit down for a meal with a friend and you're trying to pick your t-shirt off of your rolls, that's hard. That's uncomfortable. When you see a photo of yourself and you reject that, you delete it, or you never want to see it again because you hate the way that you look in that photo, that's hard. Okay. And we could also say that waking up at 4 a.m. every day and getting a workout in before your kids wake up is hard. We could also say that when you go out for dinner and you're faced with the choice of the burger and fries or ordering the you know, the steak with the side of potatoes that's going to be, or the side of greens or whatever it is, that's going to be the best option for your body versus the option that's inflammatory and maybe a little bit more appetizing or appealing in that moment, more comfortable for you. What's harder, right? Choosing your hard. And it's really interesting when we start to choose the path of hard in our lives, rather than succumb to life being hard, what you can accomplish. Okay. So let me reiterate that for you. When you choose the path of hard, you go, this is going to be hard and I'm going to do it anyways, right? When you choose hard, life gets easy. If you succumb to the hardness of life, to 
this is hard going to work and working a nine to five and sitting all day is hard having, you know, children screaming in my back seat is hard. Having this body that I don't like is hard. So fuck it. I'm just going to try and make myself as comfortable as possible by eating the junk food and watching the Netflix and playing the video games and smoking the vape and scrolling on social media, right? We're just going to look for the avoidance behavior. We're going to look for the things that help us feel more comfortable in that moment, right? We're going to seek things that are continuing those habits that make us feel the way when we feel uninspired and unhappy with ourselves. We're going to continue with those behaviors if we succumb to hard rather than choose hard. Choosing hard looks like looking in the mirror and going, am I doing my best self right now? Like, am I being my best self? Am I showing up as my best self? Am I putting my best foot forward? And if the answer is no, being honest with yourself. Being honest with yourself is hard. So choose your hard. Being dishonest with yourself looks like manipulative language. And what is manipulative language? It's making excuses. It's justifying your behavior. That is essentially emotionally manipulating yourself into the wrong decision, into the decisions that don't serve you. You are giving yourself, oh yeah, I can feel okay about this. I can change my emotional state around this, around this behavior that doesn't serve me if I justify it. If I can just justify this toxic behavior, I'll feel a little bit better about it. You are essentially emotionally manipulating yourself into feeling good about the things that don't serve you. And then you're sitting there saying that life is hard. I'm unhappy. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I don't like my body. I hate my career. My relationship sucks because you're choosing the avoidance path. You're choosing the path of seeking comfort that only lands you in more suffering. Okay. And that's the truth. Now, when we start to like dig into this a little bit deeper, I think that we can actually kind of look at success leaves clues. And some of the most successful people that I have ever met in my life. Now we all have different different definitions of success, and I think that there is no one size fits all definition for success. Success for you could mean a happy relationship, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, and success to you means that your children are being raised well and fed properly and you're taking care of your body and your partner's happy and your relationship is healthy, your sex life is good, maybe that to you is success. When I'm thinking of success for myself right now, as an entrepreneur, as someone that owns a business, that runs a business, has been building a business online for the last four years, and observing other people pursuing entrepreneurial success, going to entrepreneurial events, being in mastermind programs, joining VIP programs, coaching other coaches. When I look at success and people's definition of success, I think that success is when you set a goal and you're able to work towards that with passion, pursuit in passion, right? Because if you're working towards something that you're really not that passionate about and you feel kind of unfulfilled in your day-to-day life, are you really successful? In that sense, you're kind of just like grinding and you're kind of like falling into the hustle culture of like, I'm going to achieve this milestone just to achieve this milestone. I don't really see that as success, honestly. To me, I'm super passionate about my career. And so success to me is seeing the growth, seeing the expansion, seeing my client's success. That's my success, right? When my clients have really big wins, I just had a client who joined the program who struggled with bulimia for nine years. And she's been in the program for three weeks and hasn't thrown up a single dinner. And that was her pattern for nine years. And we pattern interrupted. We were able to change that behavior. And so to me, that's a massive success, right? Because I was able to help her succeed. And that is something that brings me fulfillment. But if we can look at the larger scale, we can start looking at 
you know, the expansion of the business, the growth of the business, we can start looking at the numbers, the key performance indicators. And success is really fascinating because all of us have slightly different definitions of success. There's no one size fits all definition of success. And there's also no one size fits all formula for success, right? But there's some insights that I've seen in my life and in the people that I have surrounded myself with in the rooms, the masterminds, and the people who perform at a high level are the people who truly show up and do the hard things when it's not easy, okay? Now, hard itself is incredibly subjective. When I say things like I choose to do the hard things, especially when I don't feel like it, that's subjective, right? Maybe the hard thing, actually, I'm just going to be completely honest with you guys, brutally honest with you guys. Starting this podcast today for me was hard. It was, but I chose the hard because I knew that talking, I knew that having a little brain dump, I knew that working through these thoughts with you guys would help me. And so I chose to do the hard thing rather than to put this off for another day. I was sitting in a lot of emotional turmoil this morning. And for those of you who have been following my journey, know a little bit more about me, maybe you're in on the inside circle a little bit. One of my friends or clients listening to this podcast, you'll know that I went through a breakup back end of November. So it's been about eight weeks, but it doesn't feel healed to me yet. My heart still has moments where it feels really heavy. My mind still has days where, you know, kind of has the ups and downs. I have the roller coasters. And so this morning was one of those mornings. I went for a nice long run. I actually did 10K. I probably sound a little bit raspy. I had a really, really minor chest infection about 10 days ago and a bit of a head cold. And I ran this morning and it felt like I'd done 10 insane hill sprints. My chest was burning so badly. So I think there's still a bit of an infection there. So if I sound a little raspy, that's why. But I got up. I really didn't want to get out of bed this morning. I was really in emotional soup and I chose to put my running shoes on and I chose to go for a 10 kilometer run simply because I knew that that was going to be hard. I knew that it was going to be hard and I chose hard because if I chose to lay in bed, I chose to bathe in those emotions and the emotional turmoil. I chose not to podcast. I would be sitting in anxiety because I didn't take action. I would be sitting in, probably sitting in some sense of dis, yeah, mistrust with myself because when I don't follow through on things, I know that I get angry at myself and it's not just about the follow through, it's about showing up. And in the past, I was very flaky for myself. I would tell myself I was gonna do something and that I wouldn't follow through. And I learned from that pattern and that behavior that when I cancel on myself, I feel worse about myself. And so the pattern interrupt for me is when I don't feel like doing something, I choose the hard, I do the difficult thing because it makes my relationship with myself easier, right? It makes my relationship with myself easier and that matters to me. It matters to me that I trust me. It matters to me that I can show up for me. And so even though this morning I really didn't feel like it, I chose the hard. And so hard is incredibly subjective, right? For me, getting up when I felt like I've been hit by an emotional dump truck and going for a run and then doing a podcast with a positive spin on it was like the last things I wanted to do, but I'm doing them. And I actually hope that you guys get a ton of value from this podcast at the same time. This is one of those podcasts where I don't really have notes. I'm just kind of free balling, freestyling it. And I want to know, like, if you love when I just brain dump for you guys, let me know. But if you like podcasts with more structure, if you like podcasts where I bring on other coaches, other individuals who have value, also let me know that. I feel like me personally, when I listen to podcasts, I kind of like the mix. 
I kind of like when things are switched up a little bit. And I love listening to Brooke Castillo. She's like one of my favorite podcasters of all time. And she often does these little brain dumps kind of the same way I do. Actually, she was one of my biggest inspirations when I started podcasting, I'll be completely honest. So let's keep going into this journey of hard, okay? When people get started on any journey, a fitness journey, an entrepreneurial journey, they often realize that their initial perception of what's hard doesn't super align with reality, okay? There's kind of a disconnect between what they thought was going to be challenging or difficult for them and what they define as hard now. So you may think that one thing is going to be hard for you. Maybe as someone who's starting on a fitness journey, you think that going to the gym is going to be hard, but you may realize that that perception of hard doesn't actually align with reality. And it's not just getting to the gym. It's actually taking those sets to failure, right? I think there's also this like kind of discrepancy as well when we create our own definition of hard. And I think that if we use the word hard in our lives, like I said, it kind of makes us want to retreat, avoid, numb. And for me, I like to change the language around a little bit and say challenge, right? Today was challenging. This is challenging. I'm working through some challenges in my life right now, rather than saying this is hard, life is hard. And if this is the only thing you take away from today's podcast, I think you'll be better off for it. When you have one of those days that feels like it's never ending and it's dragging on and you just want it to be over and you get home and all you want to say to your partner or your friend or your dog or your cat is, holy fuck, today was hard. And you change that to, man, today was challenging. What is that language going to do? Because if you come home and you're like, man, today was fucking hard. All you're going to want to do is try to unwind, try to avoid, try to numb, watch Netflix, scroll on your phone. Maybe it's smoke a doobie, whatever it is for you versus coming home and going, wow, today was so challenging. Oh my God. And sitting with that feeling of accomplishment of I got through today, like good for me. What did I learn? That's what challenges invite us to do. They invite us to learn. They invite us to shift our perspective. They invite us to be stronger, more resilient, and to invite change into ourselves to realize that we are not one dimension and that we are not a stagnant being and that our brains and our perceptions and our beliefs and all of those things are things that we can shift, that we can, I want to say, mold into better versions of ourselves. We can create better thoughts. We can embrace challenges to feel more accomplished and fulfilled and and acknowledge that a part of life, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, is like 50-50. And if you're not willing to lean into the 50% that's challenging for you, you're not going to grow. And when you don't grow, you end up diminishing your life. You end up diminishing the, the contrast. If you're not leaning into the heart and going, man, this is challenging, you're also not going to lean into the days that feel beautiful, that feel so easy, that feel so abundant, that feel so simple for you. Those days aren't going to feel special if you don't have the contrast of the challenging days. Now, there's some interest here as well. Like, I really love human psychology. To be honest with you, I went to school for engineering. My one elective class was human psych, and it was like a three-hour lecture on a Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. after a full day of math classes. And I know before that as well, I used to have an electrical engineering lab that I absolutely hated, and I was so brain dead by the time I got to this class. But I loved it. It was my favorite class in university. And that's when I knew I was in the wrong field because my elective class was just human psych and I was taking engineering. I was like, these math classes suck. Like, yeah, I can get through them. I can pass them. But 
at the end of the day, like I love learning about the human brain. I was fascinated by the human brain and I became even more fascinated by the human body and then the combination of the brain and the body, which is why I ended up coaching. But there's a really significant trend. If you look at the world of ultra successful entrepreneurs, almost every single one of them, including my own mentors in business, Brian Mark and Cole De Silva, experienced very traumatic, very challenging childhoods, alcohol and drug addictions. And they were raised in environments that we, I would consider to be very unhealthy and essentially debilitating, not setting you up for a successful life. But research and hypotheses actually suggest that people who grew up in those environments, those environments that often demanded survival mode, actually seek a lot of significance through success in their life, through business success. And there's a very, very strong correlation between challenging childhoods, trauma, and entrepreneurship, which is fascinating to me. And I think there's a, a big connection there. And I think the connection is that when we have challenges early on in our lives, and I know that I did, I struggled a lot with body dysmorphia. There was an instance of sexual abuse in my childhood as well, obviously when I was in my teen years. And I dealt with a lot of kind of like mental, emotional trauma from dropping out of school and from, you know, striving for that level of perfectionism and feeling like I failed. But I am not someone who had a tough upbringing. I'm going to be honest with you guys. My upbringing was pretty cruisy. I lived on a lake with my family. My parents loved me. They were super supportive. I had two lovely siblings. My parents are still happily married and I have a good relationship with my siblings. We talk a little bit less than I would like to, but they're spread out. They're both actually in school in Mexico. So I can't claim that I had a strong childhood trauma or challenges or you know difficult environment growing up that drove the entrepreneurial success for me. But I think that I was exposed to certain traumas and insecurities that drove me to want to be successful and to feel that I was successful. So it's really fascinating when we start looking at this because these people who have hard lives keep choosing hard. The people that have the hardest lives keep choosing hard. And why do they do that, right? If we can create a more kind of universal understanding of what hard means, we realize that it's essential to recognize this. There's like these phases that we go through and all of the setbacks, all of the failures, all of the discomfort that we face, it's a part of our path to success. And so we're going to talk through some of the phases of success. and. I think that these are actually some success phases that are brought forward by Brooke Castillo. She talks about them. One is like this unawareness, okay? So when you're unaware of the opportunities available for you and that lack of awareness is often rooted in our low self-esteem and failure to recognize our own potential, okay? So there's a, an unawareness. And if you're sitting in unawareness, you're not gonna choose hard because you don't even see the point because you don't see your potential. So there's that's the first phase. That's where a lot of people are sitting. They're sitting in unawareness. They're sitting where they're avoiding discomfort, they're avoiding hard, they're choosing easy, and it's making their life harder, and it's making it harder to see their own potential. It's a vicious cycle. Now, the second phase involves developing a new belief system, and that belief system is about realizing your potential for change. And usually that happens when something extremely traumatic happens to us, because we realize that we have the power and we can take action. Now, some of us shrink away from trauma, and some of us have debilitating trauma in our lives that may cause potential post-traumatic stress disorders, and things like that. And that's not what I'm talking about here. But I'm saying like my client who came into the program, he realized his potential for change and said, fuck this, I am never being treated like that again. And I'm going to rebuild myself and start by putting in my values and showing up for myself and doing what's hard, right? 
So when you decide to take action, and that action could be quitting your job, it could be starting a new job, it could be starting a business, it could be pursuing a fitness journey. You have this new belief of what you are capable of, okay? And that is choosing to take action. But we also know that in that action, there is inevitable discomfort. There's inevitable hardship. And that's this action and evidence, which is the next stage of success. And this is where the action actually takes place. And obviously that leads the evidence against your success, right? Failures, setbacks, learning curves. Those are all a really crucial test of our own resilience and capacity to push forward and to go against what's challenging, to realize that the setbacks are how we learn, the failures are how we grow. And that alone is what propels us forward. But then we have this like phase four, okay? And this is usually for a lot of people, the kind of like make or break it moment. A lot of people in phase four, this is when they decide that they're not capable of achieving the result that they're looking for because of something external, something external outside of themselves, right? The market, right? It's not in my genetics. I can't control it. Now, this would also be when we see people who are very successful in their lives, they, they skyrocket, they get boosted forward. It's like they get some rocket fuel at this point. Those make or break moments, the moments that you feel like, holy fuck, this is hard. I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to push through this. I'm going to get through this. Those people are the people who are successful in life. And when you persevere, this is the stage five. When there's perseverance, when there's savage patience, when those actions actually start to generate evidence in favor of your success, that's when you start to stack the wins, stack the achievements, and you have unlimited faith and belief in yourself to push forward. And so when we look at the stages and the five phases of success, where are you sitting? Are you sitting in unawareness? You haven't really looked for your own potential. Are you sitting in kind of realizing that you have potential to change and you want to take action? Are you in the middle of the messy action stage where you're just experiencing a whole bunch of tough tests and initial failures? Are you in the phase where it's the make or break moment of, are you going to choose hard or are you going to choose to numb yourself out and avoid going forward because there could be potential future pain problems or lack of success failures, right? And then are you in the stage the last stage where we have this perseverance and we realize that no matter what, we're going to get through this. And every time something shitty comes our way, if we choose to learn through that, we're going to grow. And I think it's honestly really essential to recognize that you could be at any stage of these five parts of success anywhere in your life. You might be sitting in the quit complain stage with your relationship, but you might be sitting in the evidence-based perseverance in your career. You might be sitting in the unawareness. It depends on where you're at. And you could be in all of these different phases at once in different areas of your life. And it's important to acknowledge that and realize that maybe your health, your wealth, your relationships, whatever's going on, you can look at where you're at and look for the opportunity to develop strength, to look for the opportunity to develop discipline for the long-term success and to work on emotional maturity, emotional regulation. So kind of where I'm at with this podcast, you guys, is that choosing to confront and overcome hard is one of the most empowering and strengthening experiences in your life. And I titled this podcast, Is Life Hard? The answer is yes. Fuck yes. Fuck yes, it is. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But how are you defining hard? Are you taking hard and saying, hard is something I can't overcome. And it's something that stops me from being successful because, you know, the, the market's hard or this is hard or that's hard. The school is hard. Going, getting the education is hard. If you're looking at hard as the thing that stops you, you will never 
never be happy. But if you look at hard as the thing that gives you the opportunity to excel, to succeed, to propel forward, to reach new levels of yourself, then when you ask this question of is life hard, it'll come with a full body fuck yes in like the best way possible. Okay. So confronting hard is empowering. It's what's going to help you to evolve, tackle that shit head on, right? And look for the skill sets that you're learning and look how these things are going to serve you in other areas of your life. And yes, this morning for me, it felt fucking hard. But I feel like when I sit here in that feeling of hard and I get to make the choice of I'm going for the run, I'm sitting down to do this podcast, I'm showing up for my team, I have four meetings today, I'm going to get those done. That feels good. That to me is propelling me towards success. So define what hard is for you. And whenever you realize that you're saying, oh, this is hard, you either say this is hard with a fuck yes energy, or you say this is challenging with an energy of I'm willing to work through this. I'm willing to get through this adversity. Yes, it's challenging, but I want it. I want this challenge because this was sent to me for a reason. This, whatever it is, you have the strength to get through it. So I hope that this podcast is a reminder for you today to pursue greatness, embrace the hard, have a wonderful week, everyone, and make sure you stay inspired. Peace, love, and personal growth. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the E3 podcast and sharing your valuable time with me. I hope that you learned something new. And if you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is share this episode with a friend that would benefit from it too. If you'd like to find out more about the lifestyle programs we offer online at Health Pillars, shoot me an email about your current situation to info at healthpillars.ca and we'll see what we can do to help. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a weekly episode.